What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I like that. Yeah, it's the Mavericks, all about action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk get the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move deadly, yeah, get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, get nasty. He'll drop 30, don't gotta ask him. Luka with the step back three. Oh, yeah! Boy, Chris Stabs, looking like Dirk and Nash in the gap. They just want to ring, want to fill the gap on your team head. I ain't talking heads, dang, I relax, still at the champ. Diva still coming with the Calibus flow. The man's the best on the flow. I'm wild, but yeah, I'm the GOAT. This game get cold. Welcome, guys. It's another edition of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Matt, <laughs> how are you doing after that game four, uh, game four buzzer beater win for the Mavs over the Clippers? Man. <laughs> I, I continue to be wrong. Um, I'm not afraid to say it. I continue to be wrong. Uh, it's fine. I thought this series was done and dusted after the last game. Um, but I'm feeling real good, man. That was that – was, uh, <laughs> since 2011, I don't think that I've seen a Mavs game that has gotten me that excited at the end. And I think that says something. Just can't believe that out of and just to you know everybody knows this by now that's listening to this, but you know the Mavs they were down one thirty three and one thirty two in overtime, and they were up by two, and Marcus Morris Kawhi found him wide open in the corner, put the clippers up one with nine seconds left, and you know, the Mavs, they gave it to Luka, and they, the Clippers had a foul to give, and they fouled him with, like, 3.7 left. So the Mavs inbound, inbounded again, and they got it to Luka, and it was a great setup by Rick Carlisle because – Shocker. He had Maxi screen Kawhi. So it, it, it forced Reggie Jackson to switch on to Luka, which is <laughs> – which Luka's eyes had to have lit up when he saw that. And he did a step back three, what we named this podcast after, and just buried the Clippers at the buzzer. It's all coming full circle. Just, just unbelievable. And I mean, look, to have that kind of finish after, you know, the the devastating news at the beginning, because Christoph Porzingis, he was a late scratch uh, due to right knee soreness which you know I thought they weren't supposed to list soreness as a reason for (laughs) for missing games anymore but anyway after that and then the start the Mavs got off to and they were down by 21 early on to come back and win this game in that fashion is just unbelievable and our our guy Kirk Henderson he tweeted about it uh, a while ago he was just like Savor this moment because this is rare, and I absolutely agree. I, I'm still on cloud nine. I don't, <laughs> I don't plan on coming down anytime soon. But 
man, Matt. Hey, it, it, it turns out Rick Carlisle's a pretty good coach. That was a hell of a play. So good. Uh, you couldn't have drawn that up any better. This and I is have why to... Mavericks hired him. His he is an absolute, absolute genius. Um, it's and look sometimes sometimes you can you can overthink it a little bit because there's been a couple times in the bubble where the Mavs have had a chance to tie or win the game at the end. And he's drawn up some plays for Tim Hardaway Jr. at the buzzer. Well, they they were 0 for two in those <laughs> situations, so I'm glad he he was finally just like, you know what? No, this dude just came out here on a bum ankle, put up a 40 point triple double. I'm gonna let him take the last shot. Well, and wouldn't you know it? It worked out. It's funny because I look back on those uh, those other you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. plays and even during, you know, even over the last couple, all the way back to when he was a rookie, like I look back on those plays and the only thing that can come to my head is he did that on purpose. <laughs> he he called plays for, for Wes Matthews or for Tim Hardaway Jr. or for whoever because – he wanted people to think he could go to anybody. Yeah. But then he called it for he called it for his guy and it worked. And man, Dalton. It's an unreal feeling. I like I I, I wanna bottle this up and just keep this for like any time in the near future, like if the Mavs ever have a disappointing loss that, you know, really has us down in the dumps. Just bottle this this feeling up. To where we can bring it back anytime we need it, because <laughs> this is unreal, man. I have a question. Go for it. Does Atlanta still still think they won that trade? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I don't I'm think. Just saying. Look, we we haven't seen Trey Young in the playoffs, but I don't see how any Atlanta fan. I mean, they might tweet something different, but I don't see how any Atlanta fan watching the playoffs. And watching Luca do this against this Clippers team can watch this and be like, oh, yeah, we totally won. 43, <laughs> 17, 13, and two steals and a block. The defense, Matt, and that's what made it an all-time performance. The defense was incredible. The, probably the biggest game he's played in his entire professional career, and, yes – I mean EuroLeague. Yes, I mean all of it. This is the I biggest agree. game he's ever played. And he puts up 43, 17, and 13, hits four threes, 18 of 31 from the field. There's two players in NBA history that have capped off a 40 point performance with a buzzer beater while trailing Luka Doncic and Michael Jordan. That's it. What else does this guy have to do? That's it. What else? Is he still a bitch-ass white boy? <sighs> no, he's not. I'm sorry. I know. It's, I know. Look, hey, it's, it's all – it's, 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 water, it's water under the bridge. You know, we saw that great moment between him and Montrez Harrell before the game. But, man, to come – 
like you said, it's the biggest game of his career, dude. I mean, it, the, the Mavs are down 21 in a game four. If you lose the game, you get, it's a death sentence because you're down 3-1 to this team, this Clippers team. This Clippers team. This Clippers team. Who has two of the top five or six players in the NBA, quote-unquote, the and, best defensive team in the NBA. And one you've of the got, best a, you've got a bum ankle. A bum ankle on top of that. You're down three oh, touchdowns. Basically what amounts to a broken ankle. <laughs> you see that thing turn? They're saying that this thing wasn't that big of a deal. Give me a break. Well, I'm not going to go that far, but I do think it's a high-grade <laughs> ankle sprain just by, you know, the ankle bone touch the floor. But for him to be questionable and not e- they don't even know if he's going to play. And then he comes in. They're down three touchdowns on the scoreboard in the biggest game of the year, trying to avoid going down 3-1. KP gets scratched at the last second, and yet this dude still brings them back. Three touchdowns in football is a death sentence. (laughs) That's three scores. I know it's a different game, but 21 in a basketball game, you might as well be climbing, climbing Mount Everest especially against this Clippers team. And that's what that's what's so great to see this entire series. Luka's doing this primarily on Kawhi Leonard. And, I mean, he's gotten switches, and he takes advantage of those switches and everything, but nobody can stop this guy. It's just it's, – it's unreal to watch him unfold. We all knew he was capable of something like this. What questions just, are left? Are there any more questions? Can anybody ever doubt this guy again? I personally don't think so. I think he's and that should shown... be up 3-1. We've they talked about be. this. They should be up 3-1 now. They might not win the series. We'll see what happens. I'm not making any bold predictions, whatever. But what, what else does he have to do to prove what he is? Now, look. Everyone who follows my work, not just the podcast, but my writing over the last few years, y'all know how I feel about Bradley Beal. After that game, I want y'all to just go to Bradley Beal's timeline on Twitter. Go to his page and just look at his timeline <laughs> from, when Luca, from when Luca hit that buzzer beater. Now, I, I don't like – I mean, everybody enjoyed that game, you know, from a – NBA fan perspective, but just seeing stuff like that makes me want to go to the trade machine. (laughs) Three straight tweets from Bradley Beal, who, in my mind, is not only a perfect fit for Dallas, but he has to be their number one. I don't, I don't know this for a fact, but he has to be their number one target this offseason just because of the situation he's in, how he fits, what it will take to get him, where yeah, they I mean, are. At, at the very Maybe. least, at the very least, you have, to, you have to inquire about him around the draft. There's no reason not to. Yeah. He tweets in three consecutive tweets, invest in a step back, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> this is my shit, a couple of emojis that – are awesome clap emoji and that's what luca said yeah, after he hit the shot by the way oh my god luca <laughs> is the third tweet he knows 
everybody knows this is the guy you want to play with. Just this is the guy. Man. It's him. It's not James Harden. It's not LeBron James anymore. It used to be, but it's not anymore because he's old as fuck. But it's Luka. He's 21 years old. He's a badass. He makes the big shots. He's arrived. Now, if he had to just, arrive by now, he's arrived. I don't want to hear He's he's already – I mean, he already arrived to all of us, but this was, like, <laughs> put on notice for the, the, the entire rest of the league. Like, if anybody had any other doubts, you know, they're gone now. <laughs> now, that being said, you know, if he can – if they can find a way to finish off the Clippers, because it's a best of three series now. Uh, if they can find a way to pull off this first-round upset, it's probably one of the biggest – first round upsets ever i mean just from just from people just from like nobody nobody picked the mavs to win this series i'm not saying it's going to be up there with the warriors uh upsetting the mavs in 2007 but i mean it's going to be up there it's not it's bigger than that it's bigger than that you know why because as soon as paul george and Kawhi leonard put their names to paper for the clippers they became the favorite in the NBA. Agreed. Nobody – I don't care what happened in the regular season. They've been everybody's pick that isn't a Lakers fan all year. And let me just – look, before we – Luca was incredible. We're going to be talking about that shot for, for years and years. I mean, we're going to be telling our grandkids about this kind of stuff. It's anyway, a top five moment in Mavs history. It really is. I mean, I, I haven't been – I don't think I've been this excited on a podcast since the Mavs traded for KP. <laughs> that was a fun podcast. Huh? That was a fun podcast. That was incredible. And that was like that was like maybe our sixth or seventh episode ever. So that was awesome. But before we, we – we know how good Luca is. He was the hero. His stat line, like you said, un- unbelievable. To have 43, 17, and 13, and then cap it off like that, holy crap, man. But let's give some love to Trey Burke, too. This dude, they signed him before starting bubble play. And he was with the team, you know, after the KP trade for the end of that season, and then he went to Philadelphia. And as we've seen with Philadelphia, they they look like a dumpster fire right now. They got swept by the Celtics today. So it's they, got, it's because they got rid of Trey Burke. <laughs> yeah, it's because they got rid of Trey Burke because, holy crap, dude, this guy has been amazing all series. And he took it up another level in no, no, game no. four. He had 25 points and five rebounds no, in, no, no, thir- no. in 37 minutes. And he no. was 10 of 14. He's not just been good in this. He's not just been incredible in this series. He's been incredible in the bubble overall. Since oh, yeah. Yeah. One- he- Really, since the 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 uh, the scrimmages, whatever you want to call them, he has been incredible, unreal. I mean, he's the new JJ. He really is. He he has taken over that kind of like like what you wrote about last summer, uh, the Spark Club, or or after the KP trade is when you wrote after about the KP trade for another website that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, <laughs> if it does, we we don't know about it. But anyway. <laughs> I think 
and like we said, I, I've said this for like a month or so now. It was it was right before, you know, the NBA was about to get started back up again. But I'm on record as saying multiple times now, if the Mavs are going to make a big splash and add a big-time difference maker this offseason, it's going to be around the draft. So it'd be a trade for a Bradley Beal or a Victor Oladipo or, you know, something something to that effect. So if they're going to make a big splash, I think that's where they do it. And when they get to free agency, Trey Burke has now officially made himself a priority for the Mavs, a top priority for the Mavs. He has been that good. He has played that well alongside Luka. And when Luka's, you know, getting a breather, he's taken over. He has good uh, chemistry with Porzingis. When Luka's hurt, like the last game? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see – I mean, do you agree with that? Is he – I think he is maybe not the top priority, but he has to be a top priority. No, no, no. He's not a top – no, I, he's not a top priority. For me, he is the top priority. You need to bring him back immediately because J.J. – Ain't got it. Yeah. I love him. I've loved everything he's done for the Mavericks over the last however many years. Off the top of my head, I can't remember, but it's been a long time. He's been great. One of the best Mavericks ever. I love him to death. Jay, uh, sorry, Trey has officially filled that role for me. And you need that. You need that guy that can come on. When he started tonight. And he and he's made Jalen Brunson expendable now. You know that's an asset you can use that. in a trade. I don't know about that because I think if you with, sign Trey back, I mean, I think with both of those guys, you have something very dynamic. Um, I don't. I, I've been critical of Jalen in the past. It's well documented. But well, here I'll I'll say this. Keeping both of those dudes coming off of your bench would be amazing. But if something comes up, like we've talked about, you know, with a potential bill trade or something of that magnitude, it makes it easier to let go of a guy like Brunson if that's what, you know, the Wizards or whatever team, if, if that's who they want. So I think that's fair. Yeah. But so Luca played 46 minutes tonight. That's, the next, that, that's next, unreal. <laughs> I mean, that includes overtime. But the next two players, the only two players who played or, – or, or, or the only two players who were under Luka as far as minutes played were Maxi, who, again, I don't think has hit a three in like 37 years at this point. But he had nine <laughs> rebounds. He was fine, whatever. I don't want him to shoot anymore. But the next guy was Trey Burke. Yeah, that's that's the only field. that's the only other two Mavericks that played over thirty five minutes. He both of those guys were thirty seven minutes, and those next to Luca were the most minutes in the entire game. Trey was ten of fourteen from the field, four or five from three, five rebounds, which for a guy his size is it's fantastic. Two steals. He led the Mavericks in plus-minus with plus 17 and had 25 points. Yeah, they got to bring that dude back. Right now. (laughs) I mean, you can't right now, but you know what I mean. Give the dude a deal. If you don't bring that guy back, it's a massive mistake. 
Well, see, and the good thing for the Mavs, too, is, you know, they didn't bring him back last summer. He went to Philadelphia. He figured out, okay, this was not a good fit at all. They ended up cutting him. So now, I mean, he knows this is a great fit for him. He knows it's a great fit now. So I don't think you don't have to you don't have to break the bank to bring him back, in my opinion. He's a Rick Carlisle point guard. He's short and he can score and he can do a bunch of other things and he has a lot of energy. And man That's what I've that's what I've liked the best. I've noticed since they've since uh, especially in this series, but like when Trey is out there, he is his energy is infectious, and he, he, may, he may not be the biggest guy. He may not have the, you know, the, the, the measurements to be a great defender, but his energy keeps him in front of people at all times. And he, he'll get a steal every now and then. He'll deflect passes. I mean, he's made the Mavs' defense better in this series, and so has Luka. You know, uh, that's, that's, that's the under – the underrated aspect of all this is the defense. It, it may have taken seven years. But this guy has figured out who he is, what he is, and how he can contribute to a winning basketball team. And seven years ago, when he came out of Michigan, and he had just won National College Player of the Year as a freshman at Michigan, I tweeted – this is before I worked for Fish. I tweeted at Fish – the Mavs should draft Trey Burke. And damn it, it took seven <laughs> years. But I was right. <laughs> Me and Josh Bowe, we were both right. It happened. It, I mean, a, a few things had to happen, but damn it. That's like, a, I think it, I don't, I, I, I don't remember if it, I don't remember if it was you or whoever, whoever I was talking to the other day. I think it was you and Kurt, but, uh, you know, I was saying that, uh, if we eventually, like, say Giannis doesn't uh, sign the max extension with Milwaukee and they look to trade him and we end up, you know, trading – say we trade – I mean, I, I don't want to bring the mood down here because of everything going on, but say we say we traded Kristaps Porzingis for Giannis, which is, like, the only thing that they might even think about. Yeah, I'm on the record of saying this idea is really dumb. But, okay, but. I'm just saying, if that did happen, <laughs> you know, I, I am on record as saying Dennis Smith Jr. would eventually bring the Mavs back to prominence. <laughs> so, if that trade went down, you know, technically, you know, that would be true because traded Dennis for KP and then KP for Giannis. But anyway, we're not getting into that. I'd rather, I'd rather Giannis sign in 2021 and then we have all three of them, so – Anyway, kind of got off track there. We digress. But <sighs> Trey Burke was phenomenal. Uh, if I told you Seth Curry didn't make a three in 31 minutes and still scored 15 and was efficient awesome. and was plus five, would you have said that was possible? Hell no. No, but hey, maybe you saw this, maybe you didn't. But when he scored over Paul George and won, big bucket for him over Paul George later in the game, he looked back at Paul George and he basically said what Montrez Harrell said to Luca after game or during game three, just without the, you know, without the skin color part added into it. 
that was that was a top top two moment of that game for me. Luca's shot was obviously number one. That interaction between Seth Curry and Paul George was number two. There's a lot of history there because, you know, Seth's wife is Paul George's ex. That's that's uh, Callie Rivers is who Paul George uh, cheated on while they were together. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's some history there. He he drives to the hole. He gets an and one on Montrez and Paul George. Points back at Paul George and says, "Bitch ass." <laughs> Top two moment of that game, dude. Oh my god, that is that is. I'm still I'm still thinking about that because, not only just because. At this point, I've I've hated the Clippers for a long time. I thought I would respect them more when they had Paul George and Kawhi, and you know I always thought Montrez was a was a beast, and Lou Williams is fucking you know sweet to watch. I'm sorry I keep cussing, but you know whatever. <laughs> uh, but I've I always thought this team would be a lot of fun to watch, but they whine and they moan and they do this and they do that. Seth Curry has been through so much as a professional, not just from being, uh, you know, Steph's brother and having to live up to that. And his dad had an awesome NBA career. You know, he, he jumped around from team to team at the beginning, trying to find his way. Even in college, you know, he, he went from place to place and eventually ended up at Duke. But I'm so happy for him that he's also – found a home and he he know like he fits in perfectly yes it's and he's become he's such such a great three-point shooter he's such a threat especially from the corners that it opens up his ability like he can get by guys and just drive to the rim with no nobody contesting and if somebody does contest at the rim you know he's good enough around the rim to where he can either put in a floater or do a up and under you know something like that He's a really good overall basketball player. He's not just a three-point shooter. His mid-range, mid-range game is fire. I mean, he, he's just a really, really good basketball player. And I'm, I'm psyched that the Mavs have him for the next – at least the next three seasons. But, well, I mean, let's, let's talk about Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, 20 points. He was three of eight from three, which, you know, you break down the averages, is not that bad. Eight of eighteen from the field, thirty-five minutes. Like, yeah, dude, they don't win without those twenty-one points. I, they don't. If anybody has been critical of Tim Hardaway Jr. since he joined the Mavericks, it's me. And he's been great this entire season. Again, I'm wrong. I was wrong. Well, it's I'm like not I wrong s- about a lot, but I was wrong about Tim Hardaway Jr. Does he always take the right shot? No. I that said it. I think it was in. I think it was in game two where I said it. But he, it's one of the more fun things when, you know, he's one of those players where when he goes to take a shot because he sometimes he's feeling himself. If he hits one shot, it's almost guaranteed he's going to take another one the next time down. And he's one of the best. Like no, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's Tim Heat Check Junior. <laughs> yeah. 
you're just saying no, 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 and then he'll actually make it, even if it's contested. Sometimes it's just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but yeah, Tim's Tim's been Lamar. great. Uh, you know, even his defensive effort has been. You know, that's one thing when he came over in the trade, everybody was talking about how he was just a swinging door on defense. And he has had his moments, his lapses. But from what I've seen since he's been in Dallas, the dude just has an endless motor. Like, he's just never not trying, you know, double negative there. But anyway, you know, it was like in the the first bubble game against the Clippers when the Mavs lost by like 15 he was bodying up Paul George. He can't help that he's like four inches, five inches shorter than him. <laughs> yeah, he, he gives a good effort every time. It's just, you know, his size for a shooting guard. And really, you know, the Mavs had him at small forward at one point before they before this year. Uh, so he, he's limited by size, but he's got heart. Every time he gets fired up and, you know, before the bubble, he'd make a big play and like, yell at the crowd, Jason Terry-esque, and just get everybody fired up. So I, I've really enjoyed the, the THJ experience. Yeah, and here's another thing, too, is, I mean, we've all kind of shit on the Mavericks summer at some point or another last summer where we didn't think they did well enough um, to this. You know, I'm not going to say that they did a great job in that summer because I still don't think they did. I think they could be better today had they made some better decisions. But – one thing they have done over the last two years, just as a collective, is they've surrounded Luca with a bunch of dudes who have energy. Yes. Whether it's, you know, re-signing Maxi, Trey Burke, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., you know, bringing Dorian back, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Boban, all of it. MKG, by the way, sorry to cut you off, but MKG, by the way, only three points and three rebounds in 19 minutes, but he was a plus eight. Every time he's gotten on the floor <laughs> for the Mavs, even if it's in just a short period of time, he's been a po- he's had a positive impact. And who would have guessed that? I literally said before this series started, it's on a podcast, one or two podcasts ago, if MKG gets a minute in this series, I'm going to be pissed. But he's been pretty damn decent. What it's, what it's done is, you know, he, he may not play a ton of minutes, but what it's done, he's, he's, been known, he's been known as being a really good perimeter defender throughout his career. And, you know, he's never really had the shot. Uh, the offense is, is lacking to be nice, but he's yeah, always he's been a good – that one game. <laughs> he, he's always been a good defender. And what this has done now, because Maxie and K, uh, not KP, Maxie and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith have just been working tirelessly this entire series, you know, switching back and forth between Kawhi. And Kawhi's going to get his. He's a, I, I said this during the game, but he's, he's like a god of destruction. <laughs> <laughs> Tracking ball super. You know, he just – there's just – there's only so much you can do against a guy like that. But, but now you have another guy in MKG who is, you know, about the same size. He's a good defender. He's physical. Uh, he takes good angles. You know, if, if he gets up under his guy, it makes him feel uncomfortable. And even if he plays 
10, 15 minutes a game. That's 10 to 15 minutes that Dorian or Maxi doesn't have to, you know, they don't have to, to guard Kawhi. They can take a little bit of a breather. And I think we're both on the same page here. Man, if KP doesn't get ejected in game one and Maxi can, you know, if he, if he even shoots a little bit better than what he's been shooting, the series might be over by now, which is, which is unreal to even think about. I don't think it'd be over. I think it would be 3-1 Matt. Well, I, I don't mean like a sweep, but you know what I mean. It'd be 3-1 and, you know, as well as the Mavs are playing, it, it would, I would think it'd be very hard for the Clippers to win three straight the way they're playing. Yeah, I agree. It's, I mean, they're hot. They're dangerous. They're, the Clippers have, have got to, you know, take a step back and realize we got to stop messing around. I mean, they scored 133 points. And they outscored the Mavs by six in the first half. But in the second half, Mavs came out in the third quarter and outscored them by, what is it, 16 points? I believe so. They can't keep screwing around. If they want to be what everybody thinks they're going to be or thinks they're capable of being, they have to shut this down, you know, what is well, it, Tuesday it, night? It's easier said than done for the Clippers when you've got Luka Doncic standing on the other side because – Totally agree. Because, dude, I, I, we talked about it before, before the playoffs even started. We had this discussion on our one of our preview pods. In the biggest moments in his playoff career in Europe, he showed up every single time in the biggest moments. Game mm-hmm. four – was the biggest moment in his career to this point, and he did that. Just – I'm still just it, a loss for words. Like, he, he's so good. He's so good. And, you know, Mavs fans, us Mavs fans slash media people, you know, the people that get to cover him 24-7, watch all his games. I mean, we're just – we're so fortunate, man. I, I can't believe we went – directly from Dirk to this dude with no gap in between. It's really unbelievable. Those mofos got to play together for a year. That in itself is something I'll never forget. You know, some of the pictures from that, I mean, that just just unreal. And it's there's no telling how much of an impact that probably had on Luca's, you know, uh, his growth, his developed – what am I trying to say? That His rapid growth. And that it probably still has. You know that he talks to Dirk on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. And Dirk still, you know, Dirk doesn't tweet a lot, but you go look at Dirk's page and his likes. He's liking stuff every single time. <laughs> every time Luca's doing something. You know they're talking to each other. So, that that's – oh, man. Just Here's so much, so much to unpack, so many feelings. We can end on end on this, but we don't have to. We can keep you going as long as you want because I'm on cloud nine. But I have an ending thought. But go ahead. Is there a? This is just me personally, probably being a fanboy, whatever. Is there a better 
all-time NBA 2K roster. And then Dirk and Luca in their prime. Man. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some – Is some, there? There's definitely some intriguing combinations you can put together, but that, that's one of the more lethal – I don't know. That's a good. That's a good one to bring up, though. <laughs> we have our all-time Mavs roster is what? Dirk, Luca, uh, Finley, Finley, maybe like Rolando Blackman. Rolando Blackman, yeah. Mark Aguirre, uh, uh KP off the bench, and like Steve Nash. Yeah, like that's your top seven. I is can there, roll with that. Is there a better top seven in, on two K that you would rather roll with? It may not be the best of all time, blah, 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 but on 2K. Well, you know, what's, you know what's funny about that scenario? What's funny about that scenario is we're saying Luca in his prime <laughs> and the dude is 21. <laughs> like, Luca in his prime. What does this guy look like? when he starts hitting threes at at least a league average level. <laughs> Gosh. It's, it is. Uh, I will. It's going to be know, a fun few years, man. I'm going to end on this. We have both been blown away by how fun this series has been as, as much, you know, all of us were as much as we all were hoping that the Mavs, we're able to avoid the Clippers and play the Nuggets. And the Nuggets, don't, you know, don't get me wrong, they would have been an easier opponent, especially from what I've seen with their series with the Jazz. But playing the Clippers has turned out better than any of us, you know, could have thought because it's been close games. Luca, he, you know, overcoming adversity, playing against Kawhi Leonard, a guy who's – been to the mountaintop three times you know this is this has been the best case scenario aside from kp's ejection in in game one but as far as just an overall experience this has been the best case scenario it's been amazing it's been fun such valuable experience for luca and i can't wait for game five man it's going to be another big one the mavs you know it's not 2-1 now. It's 2-2. So the Clippers' backs are against the wall. We saw how that went in game three. And we'll see if they can, you know, shock the Clippers again. If they take a 3-2 lead, I mean, I already think the Mavs can win this series. But if they take a 3-2 lead, I'm I'm thinking about, you know, calling the series. <laughs> let's, let's not get crazy. The, the, the I'm just, Clippers, I'm just, I'm, the Clippers I'm like are you. still a very good team. Um, will I feel more confident? Absolutely. Will I feel the series is over? No. But they've got a pretty damn good chance. I just, I just keep thinking, and I mean, yeah, Paul George is in a funk. But so is Maxie. You know, Maxie's not Paul George level, but he has played so much better than what he's playing right now during the regular season offensively. So, I mean, if KP can play and Maxie can just finally – 
Maxie's going to – I'm going to call in one of these next two games, he's going to break through, and he's going to make a real big difference. That's my, you know, that's my hot take. He's, he's about to break through, and it's going to make a difference. So, if he's playing and KP's playing, Luka's going to do his thing. So, I mean, I'm, I'm extremely confident in this team right now. I'm, I'm so proud of the, of the guys, man. They, they've, they've played their hearts out. This has been so much fun. This is beyond what I expected. What a game, man. I'm going to go I'm going to go back and just, you know, watch that buzzer beater on a loop the rest of the night. I'm going to try to get in, get in touch with my brother who lives in Iowa. He's also a huge MFFL. I haven't heard from him since it happened, so I'm hoping he didn't have a heart attack <laughs> when it happened. So I'm going to try to get in touch with him, but man, what a game. What a game. Well, guys, that's going to do it for another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed it as much as we did. Hope y'all are as excited as we are and, you know, riding this this basketball high as long as you can. Uh, we appreciate the continued support. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite platforms. We will see you guys after game five. Y'all have a great rest of your Sunday evening. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's. These days I'm by my chips like a bag of lace. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot of Looked up the Dirk and MJ instead of blue collar. Excited at the idea of being a true baller. Riding in the bands of copper and pollen. Feeling like I made it, now they trying to holler. This how we thinking life's supposed to be. Media keeping all my friends close to me. Feeding me all the lies and propaganda in my eyes. I've been here forever, they thinking that I just arrived. Now step back and go on more of a letter. I treat this rap game like it's target practice. And I ain't even got an aim in my seeing headshots just for saying my name. Now I'm 18, they say I'm acting different. Labels call my phone, but I'm lacking interest. Ain't talk to my friends in a while. Ain't smile like this in a while. I'm out. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's. These days I'm about my chips like a bag of lace. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot. Remember when we used to wish to be grown? Until we got out on our own, for real. Not a ball in my cart. If I don't shoot my shot, the people sending me home. Took a step back so I've been reminiscing. Paris told the truth, wishing that we listen But life is the best teacher All this jibber-jabber, homie, I'ma keep it authentic All these people criticized and now one of them did it All our parents had dreams and now one of them lived it Soon as you look up, man, time to pass you by I'm just 19 in a minute, I'll be 50 Learn from the past and apply it to the present We all got a gift and I treat mine like a present
Oh my God, I swear I'm preaching like a reverend. To the day I die, to never give me my credit. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of jeans. These days I'm about my chips like a bag of legs. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot of. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.